Good evening, friends. Welcome to another episode of Perfect in Love with John and Kim. I'm John. And I'm Kim. And it's Thursday. Woo! You forgot. I did not. You did too. I did a little. <laughs> but that was earlier. That was at like the middle part of Thursday. This is the evening part of Thursday and I'm ready. We actually, we don't have a lot of time and we don't need a lot of time because we have two fantastic interviews with friends. It's double the fun today. Double fun. Double awesome episode. Kayla and Katie. Kayla. And Kim. Well, Kayla, church, her maiden name is Church. Ironic, right? We don't give last names here. That was made up, folks. Just forget that fake news you just heard. <laughs> we don't want, we don't need her identity getting stolen or whatever. Things no one wants to be her. Okay. I'm kidding. We love you. Um, two great interviews, very different, unique mm-hmm. camp experiences, and both were just really awesome to chat with. And you guys are really gonna enjoy hearing from Kayla's been good friends with my brother for a long time, and she actually talks about her experience at senior high camp, mm-hmm. which is a camp that we haven't really touched base with a lot as we were talking through camp we have traditional camps as junior high senior high uh-huh. um so she had her camp experience through the traditional senior high camp yeah and we are i mean we personally neither one of us attended senior high camp ever so it was nice to get somebody from that contingency mm-hmm. also proof that your brother does indeed have friends he does have friends so fantastic we mm-hmm. all know now it's great even though um, his friends live in georgia but he does have friends they do. It does kind of sound like, you know, growing up, everyone had a girlfriend from Canada. Or yeah. Mm-hmm. I've got friends that just live in Georgia. <laughs> um, <laughs> just teasing. She used to live there, but now her and her husband live in Georgia. And Evan has plenty of friends. He's a, he's a splendid young man. Mm-hmm. So proud. Um, so, yeah. I've been reading books again. Well, we're going to talk about our second interview first. Katie. Says who? Why do we have to talk about her first? Why can't we talk about well, the fact that I can read? We're talking about her second, technically. But before okay. you go on So, yes, also topic. Katie. Now, Katie, we do know from Junior Music and Worship, Worship Arts, Arts Camp. Mm-hmm. And Katie, wow, well, you'll hear in the interview. Katie is just on fire for God. And um, she's going to be Pastor Katie someday, mm-hmm. which is amazing. And so, um, yeah, just great time talking to her about her experience. And she has lots of um, good little tidbits to give you just as to why everybody should send their kids to camp and and the difference it can make, which I think is spectacular. Mm -hmm. So, and as Miss Katie, Pastor Katie's former counselor, I I could see the pride radiate off you when we were interviewing with her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, excuse me, she, I've had her... (laughs) like a lot of the people that we've interviewed females girls that we've interviewed like i've had them in my cabin quite a quite a long time to know their personalities and know just kind of where their heart is and katie's been one that you'll hear in the interview that she's wanted to be a children's pastor for as long as she can remember and actually coming to camp was one of those experiences now like going through school and then becoming Pastor Katie when it, when she when she you know succeeds in doing that um, camp something that she can reflect on and it's an experience in ministry so in actually pursuing a career in ministry 
that's something that she can she can talk mm-hmm. about and it's really really cool so on that note um you know you talked about katie's experiences helping her feel her desire to be a um, youth pastor for a long time you know one of the things that we've been asking and if you've been listening you've heard all these people we've been interviewing is why people should send their kids to camp and I think it's a question within the camp itself amongst the staff and with us uh, with the volunteers that come here and just all the stakeholders involved at Bay Shore and I'm sure I can probably speak for the rest of camps everywhere is you know why why should people continue to send their kids to camp why why do we exist and so I've been reading uh, different books and things and one of the books that I'm we're looking at for devotions for our summer staff this year um, has some really good tidbits in it that I just thought were interesting. And it actually kind of connected to Katie's interview a little bit. I think she touched on some of this. One of the things they talk about in here though, is, you know, only a small percentage of campers come and in that week have this, what they describe as this huge life-changing transformational experience during that week. And oftentimes I think we get real focused on that and on those kids. And if we don't see those kids that week or we don't know about it, sometimes we feel like we missed something or something didn't work. And sometimes there's kids here who never have that experience and they feel like they missed something because that's what we tend to focus on. But the reality is this, most parents, they're sending their kids to have a positive, safe experience and to have fun. They're, you know, anything else is a bonus. And studies have shown that 90% of kids are impacted when they go to camp. It's just not described as that huge experience. Our job is to just create a space for the Holy Spirit to work and for change to be allowed. And, you know, just reading through this book, I'm like, this really describes Bayshore. And so we're providing all the things that what's been described and studied that good camps do. We're providing all the things that parents would desire and are looking for are here. We just got to remind people about it and focus on those things, not on the things that nobody is focused on, you know. Um, this it says in this book, parents like their kids. They're not looking for a new kid. Are you not, sure? Most of them. Okay. I I, I mean, I, I, we know when we've seen there are exceptions. <laughs> there are the parents at the at the check-in line that won't come to a complete stop. <laughs> yeah. But the, they're the exception, not the rule. Most of them have a hard time letting go. They want their kids to just have a good experience. Some of them don't time. want to pick them up from camp. Well, there's that too. <laughs> um, and that's how some of us stay here and become food service directors. But. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I did not expect that. Uh, it's a joke. Um, so this one study in here says that there are five fundamental characteristics of a Christian summer camp. And what the study showed is that when all five of those things are present, things are really good. And when any one of them is missing, the the participants said it just didn't feel like camp. 
And so the five things are, some of them are obvious. Like one is that it's faith-centered. That seems to make a lot of sense for a Christian camp. Mm-hmm. It's not an afterthought. It is incorporated into everything we do. It is not a separate activity or event. It is in the very air we breathe. Perfect. Um, unplugged from home. So often one of the hot topics is do we allow campers to keep their phones or not and why not. Right. But, and not just phones, but just that opportunity to to unplug. Um you know, as we talked with Chrissy a couple weeks ago, right, that it's like an elimination diet. We're eliminating certain things from our life for this period of time to to be intentional and to focus in and, and open up the space for change. Um, it's relational. So a place of relational encounter between the self, the other, and God to get to know people who are different from us and learn how to interact with others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Participatory. So we learn by doing at camp, um, experiential learning. So, you know, campers do not sit as passive recipients. So whether it's worship arts camp where they learn to play guitar, learn to write songs, learn to lead worship, or whether it's basketball camp where they get better at basketball or softball camp or, you know, and even junior high, senior high camp, there's activities. Underwater basket weaving. I don't know if we have an instructor for that this year. So (laughs) if you're listening and that's your specialty. Um, and that it's a safe place. Um, so we know that camp has to be physically safe. Duh. That's why there's lifeguards, there's policies, there's, you know, safety precautions and things in place. Um, but it has to be emotionally and spiritually safe too. And that's, I don't know, is every interview, every person we've interviewed basically describe it that way? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And in the world we live in, if you look around, like, why would that not be something on the checklist for parents and something desired right. to come here is they want to know that they're safe. So I don't know. Those are the five things that I was reading about in this and it just, um, you know, resonated with me. And so it talks about the lasting impacts that camp has. And most of them aren't, you know, about my kid's life was whole, all changed completely overnight and everything was different. And they accepted Jesus right there. You know, commitments and recommitments are great. Right. That's what everyone wants to hear. But not everyone experiences that particular moment that week at camp. But what if every single kid came here and unplugged for a week and had a safe place and came home and wanted to listen to worship music more, mm-hmm. wanted to read their Bible more, was just more polite to their family at home? Right. Well, that's got to be worth, you know, to a family sending your kid away for a week. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, that's my soapbox. Your soapbox? That's my soapbox. Um, so, yeah, more to come from that. I think there's a whole lot we could dive in and talk about. But I think the most important thing is summer camp starts in a couple of weeks. Don't remind me. First camp start, and you're <laughs> you're on deck. You get to dean the very first one. As a brand new, not I shouldn't say brand new, but relatively new, brand new dean. Yeah, I yeah. have done it before, but it's been a while, and nothing like pressure. Yeah, you're back in the dugout, coach. Let's get at it. Um, <laughs> Wrong sport. That's my sport doesn't have dugouts. Whatever. Um, back in the penalty box. Whatever you no, got. No, there is penalty. All boxes, right. Let's but... let's share a little bit of scripture. 
and uh, let's pray, and then let's turn it over to Kayla and Katie. So, 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy 2. <laughs> 2 Timothy 2. It's just fun to me. There's two Timothys? There's two Timothys. Okay. I don't think there are two Timothys. I think there are two books. Anyway, <laughs> you then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits, since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. An athlete is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. It is the hardworking farmer who ought to have the first share of the crops. Think over what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. Remember, Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, the offspring of David, is preached in my gospel, for which I am suffering, bound with chains as a criminal, but the word of God is not, a, is not bound. Therefore I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they also may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Hmm. The saying is trustworthy for, if we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he, will, he also will deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. For he cannot deny himself. I don't know. That struck me tonight. And I don't know why it made me think of uh, Katie's interview for some reason. So. Yeah, Kayla. Don't forget Kayla. Kayla. Well, it reminded me of Katie's. Not specifically I Kayla's. I know. If it had, I would have said it. Doesn't mean Kayla's was less important. No. Just, Yeah. At any rate, I remember we interviewed both of them on the same night, and I remember walking away from us interviewing them and going, "Those were good." That was like, a good night. It was a good night. Both of them like mm -hmm. hit the nail on the head as far as like the camp experience we want to share and want to talk about. I hear you, and everyone else is about to y'all in for a treat. So let's pray. You have Reese's on your desk. Are you going to share? With the people listening to the podcast who you are said here. a treat, so. <laughs> Lord help us. <laughs> Heavenly Father, thank you so much for my wife. Um, I don't feel like I deserve her, but you must feel that I do. I deserve this, so thank you. <laughs> Please be with uh, all of our friends listening to this. Keep them safe and healthy. Uh, Lord, if they don't know you, um, show them, show us the the steps that need to be taken for them to build that relationship with you and uh, decide on all things eternal and important with you, Lord. Uh, if they do know you, just um, use us in any way that they need to help nurture the relationship with you. Uh, make them bold and courageous and just uh, let's just fan that fire at them to, to burn and not be able to be put out, Lord. In your heavenly name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, folks. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. It the, has. It really has. The fun's been real. Is that what I fun's said last been week? Real? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, have a good night. We'll talk to you next week. Good night. All right, Kayla. How did you come to be a part of Bayshore Camp? Um, so I first learned about Bayshore from the church that I was attending at the time. Um, it was a Methodist church located in Reese. Oh. And they sponsored um, a bunch of kids. They had been fundraising that whole year. And so it was just kind of a happy coincidence that 
the year that they fundraised like crazy to send, I think they sent 12 kids to Bayshore on scholarship. Um, so that's how we learned about Bayshore. Pretty much my parents were like, hey, um, our church is having this really cool opportunity to send some kids to summer camp. Do you want to go? And me being the social bug that I am, I was like, heck yes, I want to go. That sounds like a lot of fun. Um, but I had no idea that it was like a faith-based camp until probably like a month before I was going. Like I thought it was like a regular summer camp. I had no idea that it was a faith-based camp. <laughs> that make you nervous about it at all? Or? Um, at first it did. Um, just because like I very much grew up in a Christian household, but it was not what I know like a Christian household to be now. Um, like it was very much, you know, I grew up with my parents saying, you know, this, we believe in God and we believe in Jesus and they love you very much. And Jesus died on a cross for you. But that was pretty much where it stopped. Like I didn't have, we didn't talk about like having relationships with Christ or like we didn't have, I, I don't want to say that we didn't have like a God focused household because we did, but it wasn't to the caliber that I now like experience in my adult life okay i'm hearing you what mm -hmm. camp did you go to first um so uh the first year i went i was 16 so it was leaving sophomore year going into junior year and i went to senior high camp okay so tell me a little bit about that that first experience what was it like um well it was really fun like okay. hands down it was like the it was the best end of the interview of that's good <laughs> it was so fun <laughs> um no but it was really really good I ended up like my nerves were lessened pretty much the day I showed up because I realized like four other girls that I went to school with were in my cabin with me um our moms had hooked that up ahead of time and didn't tell us girls so it ended up being a really fun surprise to get there and be like, oh my gosh, my cabin buddies are people I know. So already I was a lot less nervous. Um, no, but yeah, the my first experience at camp was like so fun. I still have really fond memories of it. Even now as an adult, like I talk about all the time. Oh my gosh, I wish we had something like that by us down here in Georgia because <laughs> I miss it. <laughs> For adults. <laughs> yes, I want an adult version. Adult camp. <laughs> yes. um, are there any particular moments or stories or, or people that stick out to you? Yeah. So, um, I mean, yeah, I, I, there are so many moments. I mean, I was, um, I got baptized my second year I was there. I have so many cool moments from when I counseled um, different weeks, like watching other people go through salvation. But obviously the most monumental memory for me is when I prayed for salvation. Um, it was my first week, like the first time I had, I had ever gone to Bayshore. And I remember we were in the tabernacle it was that Thursday night when they usually do like the big talk and the big prayer for salvation and all that. And I just remember my really good friend was sitting on one side of me and my one counselor that I had gotten really close with was on the other side of me. And Kent was still our speaker at the time. 
and Kent Fisher. And he just kind of started explaining, like, this is what salvation can look like for lots of different people. And, you know, if that's something that you're feeling in your heart right now, then I want you to repeat this prayer with me. And so I remember I just kind of got all warm and fuzzy and it felt like I was like, okay, like I'm, I'm supposed to do this. Like it's, this is the right time for me to do this. Um, And it was such a sweet moment. I remember it so vividly when he was done praying and he was like, okay, everybody can like look up here now and pick your head up and all that. And I picked my head up and I had tears in my eyes still. And my counselor looked at me and she went, I am so happy for you your um god is going to do such amazing things in your life and i just remember that moment so vividly so that was a really really cool moment for me so what um what happened after that anything changed um, for you? what yeah i mean i definitely walked away from that camp i went home and asked my parents like a lot of questions to be like you know at camp they talked a lot about having a relationship with God and there's a difference between relationship and religion and I thought it was all the same thing and so I went home with lots of questions and my parents were awesome and were like yeah you know a relationship with Jesus is this is what it looks like and it's full of grace and it's full of this and all that kind of stuff and so um yeah after coming back from camp I think it finally really pushed our like family dynamic to change And we went from being a household that just kind of acknowledged God and talked about him around Christmas and Easter to we really started prioritizing going to church, reading scripture as a family, talking openly about like, oh, I have a question about this or or what does this look like in this situation? So definitely my sister and I going to Bayshore and she went to a different camp because she was several years younger than me, but us going to camp that summer definitely um, pushed like a huge dynamic change in our family on how we approached um, our faith and all that. So yeah, that's awesome. Did you hear me say that she was my camper at one point? Yes. (laughs) And And then it took me a while to make the connection and I was like, Oh, that's Kayla's sister. <laughs> Kayla's little sister. Yeah. yeah. Um, she was definitely, um, I feel like she would have enjoyed camp more if she was a little older, but she was still pretty young when she went and she was, she's not a huge social butterfly. So I think it was like, she was really nervous, but I always said, I'm like, I wish you would have given it another shot. Cause once she got into high school, I feel like she really, really would have liked it. <laughs> um. <clears throat> So one last question I got for you. Uh, One of the things that we've noticed kind of coming out of the pandemic and and everything that's went on the past couple of years Mm -hmm. is, you know, more and more parents, it's kind of a growing trend, are just a little apprehensive about sending their kids to overnight camps and and things like that. Right. Um, We were talking to a parent of a, you know, prospective camper. What would you tell them? Um, I would tell them that, it is totally worth any fear or anxiety that you might have about sending your kid away. It changed my life, truly. It shaped me into the person I am today. It allowed me to grow, not just in my faith, but just as a person. I gained so much independence. I made really good friends. I learned how to kind of deal with 
um, like spiritual struggles independently and how to do that on my own instead of seeking the help of other people all the time. Um, and it's just, I've never felt happier. I've never felt safer. I've never felt more at home than when I was at camp. I used to tell people all the time, that's my happy place. That is where I feel safe. That is where I feel loved. That is where I feel like I can go and really truly just be me and not have to worry about anything else while I'm there. Katie, how did you come to be a part of Bayshore Camp? I think I honestly, somebody gave me a brochure or something. I, my sister and I were looking for a summer camp to go to. We had originally been going to like a day camp in town, but we wanted to try an overnight camp. This was in like eighth grade. Why? And I think that I we just thought it would be awesome. It sounded super fun. Um, we'd never done it before, but everybody else was doing it. So we're like, let's find us a summer camp. And so the first one that we found was junior music camp. And we found that in either a brochure or somebody sent us the website or something like that because um, they knew we were looking. And it sounded super fun. And I also seeing that like list of camps, I saw worship arts camp, but my sister wasn't old enough to go. And so we went together to junior music instead of going to worship arts. Um, and that was super fun. And I was really excited because I wanted to go to worship arts camp. I had to wait till next summer, though. Um, but so I was really excited for all of the camps when I saw the lists and stuff like that. Okay. So you weren't, you weren't like nervous at all. You didn't have any apprehensions or anything. You were just like, let's go. No. Oh, no. I was, I had no apprehensions. And then I showed up and then I was totally freaked out okay. <laughs> at the drop off. It was like the first time, first time my parents had ever left me. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is the worst <laughs> idea ever. Don't make me do this. This is going to be horrible. Um, up until then, I was like, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> I didn't want to stay, but I did. Okay. What? So before you were terrified, what were you excited for? Was there like something in particular? I mean, I would. I think I was just excited to do something that felt grown up. Um, it felt like like you had to be grown up to be able to spend the night at camp, and so that was exciting for me. And then just kind of getting some independence, I guess. Um, it was really cool too to walk into like the tabernacle and the worship services without my parents. Because, um, like, growing up as a pastor's kid, I was at the church whenever my parents were at the church. And it just felt different, like, kind of owning it for myself and walking into chapel and okay. going to the services by myself. And, like, it was my own decision to walk into those services and hear what they had to say. So that felt really cool. That is cool. Are there um, any particular moments or people in your camp experience that stick out to you? So many. Um <laughs> I had I went to worship arts camp for maybe four years. Um, so even just in one year of being at camp, there's a lot of moments. Um, I don't know. I really connected with a lot of the women. Shiloh was amazing. Tammy was amazing. Kim was amazing, of course. Um, <laughs> but there was there was just so many good people there. And it was like, you could never be without somebody who was awesome. Um, so just a lot of it was amazing how many people at camp just loved me and they didn't even really know me yet, but they loved me. That's cool. 
is there any particular like moment or person you'd say that like I don't know that had a significant impact like something that you could point to yeah so in my most recent semester I was taking a class about worship and one of the papers I had to write was about a significant experience in communion Hmm. Um, and I don't remember what year this was but we did communion one time I think at my all my years in Bayshore we only did it once Um, but when we did it I walked up to Tammy and she had the elements for me um, and it was just like kind of the first again like that first time without my parents like I was doing this on my own I wanted to do it um, and I wasn't nobody was saying okay now walk up to take communion Um, and so I walked up to her and she like looked me in my eyes and she said my name and she said Katie this is Jesus's body that he broke for you and he would have done it if it was only for you and then she said the same thing about the blood. She said, this is Jesus's blood spilled for you. And if you had been the only one who needed it, he would have done it for you. And hmm. that was kind of the first time I'd ever thought about how personal that was and how Jesus didn't just die for us, but he died for me. Yeah. And so you, every time I take communion since then, I think about like the things that he went through and kind of picturing images of what he suffered and the fact that she told me, like, Katie, he would have only done it for you if you were the only one who needed it. Jesus would have gone through all of this for Katie um, was really significant and just a testament of how personal camp was and how much they really knew me. Um, that was really awesome. But I wrote about that in my worship class, which is why I brought that up. Um, That's that cool. really when you good. can take experiences like that and actually use them, use them for school assignments like you and I both and John too, you yeah. know, a lot of ministry courses, like it's really neat when you can think back and have something like that. So Tammy will be really happy to hear about that. She's going to yeah. be especially happy when she hears Yes, it. you'll have to let me know. Well, <laughs> so it's funny because I'm actually working on the messages for this summer or for this, for worship arts this year. And that... I remember her saying that now that you said that, like, I, I totally forgot about that. And that fits right in with everything else. So that's so cool. Yeah. The best. So proud of you. The best. Um, Yeah, that would have had an impact on me too, though. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, wow, you totally derailed everything. Sorry. <laughs> no, don't be sorry. I'm just, you, you rattled me. You're good. Um, so what are you most thankful for with your, your experience? I think I was talking about this actually with my mom the other day, just, I don't even know how camp came up, but, um, we were talking about camp and one of the parts of my story is in middle school through all of middle school and all of high school, I struggled with really, really heavy anxiety and depression. And it was kind of like, I was barely functioning for a lot of years, um, and one of those like hardest parts was school. It was really hard to go to school. It was really hard to have that motivation. And so having camp to kind of look forward to at the end of the year, um, my mom said like, you needed that to be able to look forward to. And if you hadn't had camp to be like, okay, I can get through school. I can go today and I can go tomorrow and I can go this month. And at the end of it, I'm going to go to camp this summer and see all the people that love me. And it feels different there. It doesn't feel like school. It doesn't feel like that heavy mental illness that I had been struggling with and I don't know that was something that I didn't even realize at the time it was for me but now that like she when she brought it up I was like oh you're totally right like I needed that rock to be like okay 
this is horrible. School is hard. Middle school is awful. But camp is coming. And, like, I'll have that place for at least a week where I'm going to feel safe and I'm going to feel like people see me and love me. Even if I don't feel that at school with my friends. Like, I have friends at camp that are consistent and were consistent through all the years. And so that was one, like, huge impact that I didn't even realize until now that like I even needed it throughout the rest of the year when I wasn't at camp to think about like oh I have this place I can go where people love me and even when I'm not there I can reach out to the people from that place and they want to hear from me and they care about me even the rest of the weeks when we're not at camp so you're you know you're all grown up now (laughs) a little bit you're gonna be you know pastor Katie Can you elaborate really fast on like what you're doing in school? Yeah. So I am majoring at Indiana Wesleyan in children's ministry and pastoral ministry. Um, And I'll graduate in the spring and then I will start my master's in practical theology in the fall, next fall. Um, And then when that's all done, I will be able to have all my credentials to be ordained and then I'll be a children's pastor. Mm -hmm. Um, So Children's pastor has been the dream since way before camp even. I I knew that when I showed up to camp. I was like, I'll be a children's pastor. Hi, I'm an eighth grader. Um, but that's that's what I'm working towards right now. And it's really awesome. It's been a beautiful process. Lots of hard papers, um, but some of them get to be about camp. So it's good. Great. Now I have a couple of things. One, okay. you're like ahead of me in schooling right now. And ahead. So when I you know, call you, email you, reach out to you for help with homework and stuff. Just remember how nice I was to you <laughs> when you were oh, here gosh. as a young camper and like, don't blow me off. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to need super smart Pastor Katie to help me get through. Um, okay. So to get back on track, you're adulting now as you've further demonstrated um, <laughs> and, and you're not coming to Bayshore as a camper anymore. But you've told us that, like, that, you know, occupied an important space in your life to help get you through. What, um, how do you, you know, what occupies that space now? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, I'm definitely in a different place now than I was in middle school. Um, I'm, I'm over the anxiety and depression. Um, Praise God. That's so cool. That was, that felt like a miracle to me. I don't really know how that happened, but. Um, there was just a day in August a couple years ago when I was just like, I don't I don't need the meds. I feel like I've prayed about this and it feels good. Um, so I definitely don't need feel like I need to rely on a, a week to get me through a year. Um, but there's definitely people and things that that really are helping me through. And I have a lot of really good professors. Um, but I definitely miss having that camp to look forward to now that I'm too old to be a camper <laughs> doesn't mean you're too it. old to be here mm-hmm. i know i definitely want to make years. it down <laughs> we'll get you back on staff one of these years yes you will for sure the way that popped into my head to say was way creepier <laughs> the way you said it mine was like <laughs> we'll get you back here uh, <laughs> awesome um just one more question for you so one of the things that um, the camping world, not just Bayshore, has noticed in the past couple of years, you know, in light of the pandemic and just all the other things going on in the world, um, 
more and more parents are getting apprehensive about sending their kids to overnight camps and, hmm. and things that are like that. If you were talking to a parent of a prospective camper, what would you tell them in regards to that? Yeah, I think we definitely live in a world where it's scary to leave your kids anywhere. Um, and that's a really hard, it's a really hard reality because you don't want to overprotect and overshelter um, because that you're like taking experiences from your kid. Um, but it's also so important to make sure that they're safe. And so that's such a hard like strain of like, you want to say, hey, you have to come to this. It's awesome. But it's also a reality that our world is broken. Um, but one of the things that I think about a lot is like, I think about how hard it is and how broken this world is, but, um, we're not meant to live in fear. Um, the Bible says, do not be afraid for I am with you. And so God is with your kid at camp. Like no matter where you leave your kid, whether you're with them or not, God is with them. And he's not more with them when you're standing next to them. And so Hmm. camp is a really great experience for your kid to to be able to own their faith. Like I said, like walking into the tabernacle by myself and deciding by myself, like I'm going to go and I'm going to listen. I'm going to pay attention and I'm going to hear about God for myself because I want to believe in him on my own. It's something that's hard to do when you're kind of holding your hand and walking your kid into youth group and like saying, okay, I'm dropping you off. I'll be back at eight. And like having that week of um, just independence to decide that, this is a Jesus that I want for myself is really important and really hard to get anywhere else besides camp. Of course they can get Jesus at youth group and they can get Jesus at regular church and anywhere else, but camp is different because it's so independent in the way that they have to make their own independent decisions to believe. Um, So while it is like, it's hard to leave your kid anywhere. It's hard to leave your kid at school sometimes and you never know what's going to happen in life, but, we're not meant to be afraid of the sin in the world because God's so much bigger 